0: Looking for meaning, looking for love, looking for something to never give up. You are the one, you are the one.
1: You're listening to The Drew Marshall Show, Canada's most listened to spiritual talk back program.
0: In all of the pain, looking for someone to hold in the rain. You are the one,
1: you are the one. Well, folks, Jason Castro, yeah, the guy with the dreadlocks, one of these days, they won't be there, and I don't know how else he'll describe himself. He doesn't even describe himself. Everyone else says that. Anyway, he won over millions of viewers as a contestant on the seventh season of American Idol, parlaying his substantial singer-songwriter skills into a third-place runner-up finish. And uh, he may not have won the competition, but uh, this uh, young Texan who I, in his young 20s, even, young 20s earned himself a devoted fan base, eager to hear what he would do, once freed to perform his own songs. And this is what happened.
0: And there's no before you, there's no too late, there's no without you, there's only today, you are the one, you are the one.
1: never a good idea to interrupt a nice bridge, but that's what we're doing. We've got to get along here with Jason Castro. Hey, man, thanks for joining us. I know you're in between gigs. Uh, Always appreciate the the time that you folks can give us. Are you still going insane
0: or what? Yeah, still going insane. (laughs) Yeah, good way to put it. No, We just uh, did some flying today, and now we're in uh, um, Ohio somewhere, like in the middle of a bunch of farmland. It's really cool, actually. (laughs) I'm in my hotel. I look outside and I see farmhouses and tons of acres. It's really strange. You don't
1: see that every day. Wow, that almost take you back to your uh, to your Texas. Uh, day. Now hold on. How close to Dallas did you grow up?
0: I grew up in, uh, I mean, the suburbs. So right. I mean,
1: but you have there's like cattle that go through the streets of Dallas all day long, isn't there? You know, long. <laughs> no. No.
0: Not quite. Okay. <laughs> there was a lot of cows around. I mean, but they were fenced in.
1: Yeah, and of course, those are most of the women at the country clubs.
0: Oh, how
1: bad is that? So, um, Texas A&M Fight Song. You want to give us a little rendition of that, huh? Because I know you're excited about that song.
0: Texas A&M Fight Song?
1: Uh, Yeah, no, 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 I'm not going to make you do that. Dude, it's just a weird song, I'm saying. Hey, listen, how was the Switchfoot uh, concert at the House of Blues in Dallas?
0: Great, are you following me on Twitter?
1: I'm creeping on you.
0: Sorry, it sounded like I was taking offense to it, but I am actually <laughs> grateful. <laughs> why are you following me? Why are you following oh, me? You. <laughs> why, why, why,
1: why you got to be like that?
0: Uh, no, it was great, and I uh, played a couple of shows with them this summer, and um, I've met a few of the guys. But that night, I got to uh, to meet the rest of the band, and they were they're such great guys. It was so cool, and, and I'm such a huge fan. I love watching the show. They're really great.
1: Very cool. Very good. Now, speaking of following you on Twitter. I'm I'm really happy that you finally uh hired yourself a bodyguard because I think you know all these chicks going crazy every time you're around and people just throwing themselves at you it's really important to have some behemoth 7 foot 20 giant standing beside you when you're at the airport <laughs>
0: who the heck was that guy He was he was a fan actually <laughs> He just came up and he asked if I could Take a picture with his daughter, and then... And you, and you
1: and you said, sure. Yeah,
0: he was, and I was sitting down at first when it came out, so I was like, wow, he looks tall. And then I stood up, and I was like, wow, he is tall. <laughs> Very tall. Probably the tallest guy I've ever seen in yeah. my life.
1: Yeah, well, I'm six four, and I think I would have paled in comparison to this guy. He was, If you want you, you got to see this pic. Go to uh, follow follow uh, Jason on uh, on Twitter. You'll you'll see the pic and a whole bunch of other things, uh, yeah. and and a great bit of information that that uh, Jason Castro tweets about. Um, no, it's not. It's not Jesus. Uh, no, it's not scripture passages. No, it's about his hate of sleep number beds. Yes, that's what he tweets about, ladies and gentlemen. Oh
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I don't get him.
1: But I don't. I hate those things. I I don't. It's like sleeping on an air mattress, and I never it got is. a good sleep on those.
0: It is an an unfamiliar one. Yeah, it's, it's so they're confusing. Hey, I wasn't fuming that bad. I've actually been really slacking in in the Twitter department. I, I've, um, you know, I spend more more time at home because I recently had a daughter. You know, six seven weeks ago. Congratulations! How's uh, baby Madeline? You. She is great, and um, but yeah, I've kind of like stop tweeting, and all I do is take care of her and do yard work. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you're
1: all grown up now, man.
0: Uh, No, I think I'm having fun playing that role, and then I get to escape on the weekends and go play some shows.
1: Nice. How's, uh, How's Mama Mandy doing?
0: She's great. Really holding up really well. It's been a pretty smooth process that we're thankful for. You know, baby hasn't been too sick or anything, didn't get anything crazy, so... It's been, you know as good as a gets.
1: yeah says the guy who didn't pop out a watermelon out of his j <laughs> you know come on seriously
0: yeah <laughs> did, did you say J. Vajay- <laughs>
1: <laughs> who says that
0: <laughs>
1: oh. uh were you there for the for the whole uh the uh, stop drop and roll thing like did it did you see yeah. it all
0: oh yeah, we actually um did it like a, in a natural we did it at a birth center. Not at a hospital, so yeah. um, we took a lot of classes. I was actually pretty involved, you know, um, kind of the coach. Yeah,
1: like like Bill Cosby, right? Push him out, shove him out, way out. <laughs> oh
0: no, yeah, but it was it was a pretty incredible experience.
1: Is it true that you you proposed at the tailgate party before an Oklahoma game, dressed as Disney characters? Is that true?
0: Yeah, but you have to understand her and us. It was. Uh, but yeah, I did do that, and I, well, we were dressed as Beauty and the Beast. It was on Halloween, and um, <laughs> we hadn't seen each, each other in about two months, and the only other times we were going to see each other outside of this weekend was like Thanksgiving and Christmas, and, you know, it's just going to be too obvious if I... We were in Dallas, and I took her to a fancy restaurant, uh, or some, yeah, you know, yeah. it was too hard to plan traveling, and so this thing kind of started coming together, and she always wanted to have all her friends around. A lot of her friends were still in school, so... This is a it was a really cool way that we could have everybody there, all family, all friends and um really that We got the car pumpkins and so now Halloween is something quite different for us.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a good excuse to celebrate Halloween in a different kind of way. Sorry kids, mom and dad are busy. <laughs> 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 um, okay, so, I look, I, I've, I've, I have been kind of creeping on you. I've been listening to a bunch of interviews, watched a bunch of interviews, read a bunch of interviews, and I think every stinking interview, they bring up the don't vote, no, it was vote, vote thing. <laughs> um, and I think, I mean, the person I think who did it, the, you know, the best job was Ellen with her play-by-play slow-mo clip, you know, thing playing in the background of, you know, we focused in on your lips and was he really saying it and... Uh, do you think that'll ever be not brought up in in an interview?
0: Uh, I think so. I think we're almost there. Okay. <laughs> Enough time has passed. <laughs> that was I my that,
1: that was my way of bringing it up but not bringing it up. You see how smooth that was?
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. No. With some skills.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. And of course here's all the here's all the first uh first to use an instrument during the uh first season they started allowing instruments to be used on American Idol first to use yeah. a, a, a uke there's uh, there's one other guest I had what was her name she's a comedian from SNL and she's a big ukulele uh player Really Fan yeah um I can I don't know why I can't remember her name I've got fans that are screaming her name out to me right now but I don't know what it is <laughs> um, is it as easy as you have made it look to play the ukulele? Uh,
0: yes. Very easy. <laughs> I learned it the week of that I was going to uh, perform on um, American Idol, and um, and I'm not really a, a great guitarist or anything either, but I figured, you know, it's four strings instead of six. I should be able to figure this out. So, yeah. I, so I just bought a chord chart and a ukulele, and, <laughs> you know, a week later I was on TV.
1: There it is i just oh, i just I just remembered her name. her name was Victoria Jackson oh. yeah, look her up. you're too young
0: <laughs>
1: and of course uh people like to bring up the fact that you is forgot the words to mr tambourine man and yeah. um, and Simon says, pack your bags um and everybody's really trying they're dance they always dance around the question and i've I've not heard anyone say it to you as like this, dude. Did you did you throw in the towel that day? Did you bail? Did you did you uh, take take a fall?
0: <laughs> I uh, let me see. I can't really remember too well. But... Oh
1: my goodness!
0: <laughs> but your lawyers oh, yeah, yeah. your
1: lawyers have primed you well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, and I think as it was getting towards the end, I think I was just. I mean, I was kind of getting over it, just kind of overwhelmed. Not over it in the sense of. I mean, yeah, I was ready to move on. Like it was a lot of fun, and yeah. but. You know, towards the end there's just a bunch of work and stress for I don't know. I didn't want to do it anymore. No. <laughs> okay. Ready all to go, all right. something <laughs> I did try all the way up to the end. I just couldn't
1: Did you record Hallelujah in Toronto? Uh
0: I actually did. I recorded a version of it. Um that appeared in a uh, a Mexican movie <laughs> on the soundtrack of one that I recorded in Toronto <laughs> as I was all over. Guy from American Idol,
1: um, did you enjoy your time in Toronto, or did you just bury yourself in yeah. the studio?
0: No, I did love it, we, and I think we, we were playing there in town as well um, on the Idol tour, and I loved it. And I've been wishing to go back ever since, and yeah. we haven't.
1: And are, are you are you still a big drummer guy, drum fan? Do you hit the skins very much, or is that just so yesterday?
0: Uh, well, actually, I just set them up in my just. Moved into a new house and I finally have room for them They've been in the closet for three years,
1: but um. Hmm. But I love playing the drums. Nice. Uh, do you follow yeah, many I'm players? Do you know if I said Virgil Donati, would you know who that is? No,
0: no, I'm not, no. Steve Steve Gad.
1: Steve gadd Would you know who that is? Huh? Hmm? Oh, yeah, I know who
0: that
1: is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he plays. Uh, Steve plays with my favorite, uh, James Taylor. So there, uh-huh. there you go. Okay, so you're a smart guy. First drum set in fifth grade. Uh, big score in the SATs. I'm skimming through the boring crap that you get asked all the time. Started singing and playing guitar when you started. Only when you started going to college, uh, then you dropped out of college because you were lonely and and kind of all sucky about stuff, and you wanted to be a musician, right?
0: Uh, kind of like that. Not exactly. I started college, uh, and I was a musician, but. They were kind of conflicting. I was losing uh, kind of squandering opportunities, I felt like, there in college because of the music. I was spending more time playing, and I was at school for free because of you know my grades, but then I wasn't going to class. And so I just felt... Uh, you know self-convicted i should do one thing or the other so i quit the band tried to focus on school make my parents happy yeah. and uh and like you said you know it was all lonely it was kind of the worst year of my life you know i left my band my best friends broke up with a girlfriend like well, everything I just went and started over and
1: that's that's the good. uh that's the year of the country song for you right there man
0: <laughs> yeah so it was tough but then uh but that year i really you know um learned a lot you know i Kind of figured out who I wanted to be, and I feel like for the first time I really got on that that course. And um, and I also, you know, came to realize that I loved uh, music more than anything, and that's all I wanted to do. So, um,
1: so did yeah, you? So but did you go back to school after Idol?
0: No, 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 I haven't haven't been back yet.
1: Okay. Hey. Any plan? probably won't. no, probably won't. Okay, you're too. You're, I would
0: like to. It's just too time. Like it'd be the same thing even today. Like I don't want to do it unless I can really do it and, and learn. But I'm
1: yeah.
0: You know I'm too distracted with music.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, let alone a woman. Now I'm not
0: distracted. Now I'm busy making a living, playing yeah.
1: music. <laughs> yeah. Let alone having a woman and a kid. You Know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, uh, Jay, I mean, you're the perfect guy to ask this question. Jason Castro, how much do you think looks? play a role in getting into the top 10 on american idol
0: well yeah i mean i think there's probably an element
1: of that you know
0: and uh uh, not even just being big or small or anything but i think you know having a a a look that kind of stands out is, is what people look for in you know someone who it's just one more thing to remember, you know, remember a voice, remember the way they look, which, but, I mean, they can come in all shapes and sizes. I don't think you you know, you have to be, like, skinny or something, uh, you know. Yeah,
1: but that'd uh, but, be good and, but to stand out and be remembered, I mean, the dreads are certainly part of your stick, right? So, uh, you know, it'll yeah. be very interesting. You know what it'll be like? It'll be like when Kiss took off their makeup. Uh, okay. uh, that'll be like the day that you you get rid of the dreads. It'll be like the same thing, man.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Or,
1: or not, or not. Um, okay, so uh, cool stuff that's happened as a result of being on American Idol. I mean, other than being on shows like Live with Regis and Kelly, Tonight Show with Jay Leno, uh, Ellen DeGeneres Show, Access Hollywood, Today, uh, Larry King Live. I mean, you got to, you performed over the rainbow at Jason and Molly's wedding on The Bachelor. That's got to be pretty cool. You got to perform with Patty LaBelle. That's pretty cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, we've done some cool stuff. I think probably my favorite memories out of everything is... Um Going overseas, you know, had a number one single in Singapore and the Philippines and Norway, and got to travel to all these cool places. And I ate reindeer in Norway. I thought that was pretty cool.
1: <laughs> really? That's what I
0: remember. That's what I remember the most. Right, uh, eat reindeer up there and.
1: And whale, too. Wow. So Jason Castro killed Rudolph. Thank you.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: you heard it here first. How often, do you, uh, how often do you get told that you look like someone? People say that? Do people look like, hey, man, you look just like... Do they do that? A, a lot,
0: yeah, actually. What do they say? Um, sometimes, like like sometimes Will Will Smith? Sometimes,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> More like Jason Castro, and they don't believe
0: it's me. <laughs> oh, seriously? They'll do that? <laughs> <laughs> like, that... They guy from American Idol. <laughs> they don't believe me when I say I am. Okay. <laughs>
1: That's hilarious. But, yeah. Do they do they ever say you look like John Travolta?
0: I get John Travolta. I got James Franco recently, actually, as a first. That was the first time I got that one. Yeah, wow. But, uh, you know...
1: That's kind of weird, okay. uh, you know. The, the one way someone has described—I think I heard someone say this, or I came up with it myself. It's just—I uh, yeah, don't think it's so good that I'm pretty sure I didn't come up with it. Organic yet commercially viable. Apparently, that's you. Oh
0: wow!
1: Can you see sounds that? Does, right. does that make sense?
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds good.
1: Well, because you know, like a lot of the, a lot of the organic stuff out there, this sort of the the underground indie scene, you know. It, 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 you're not exactly convinced of their commercial viability, which is why they remain in the yeah. underground indie scene for f- 60 years.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I think that it's something to strive for in my music, you know, and that's kind of what I fell in love with when I, when I started singing. You know, all the artists I was listening to are just really, um, I guess, organic, you could say, you know, just real sounds, and you could just tell everything was real and um, you know, something we can replicate live, you know, as a as a real band and not, we don't use any tracks when we tour. We um you know, just keep it real and yeah. and, uh, and at the same time, you know, just having the pop sensibilities, lots of pop melodies and um you know, not getting too spacey on the on the recordings <laughs> <I guess.
1: laughs> green smoke or blue blue smoke wafting through the air. I forgot what color it was um, I, I don't know. so okay, Jason, let's talk about the god stuff right uh you, you Lake Point Church in Texas, well, look, if you're from Texas, you know Jesus is your best friend, right
0: yeah, <laughs> something like that i I don't know church culture's weird down there, but going through some cool times, I think. Uh, yes, yeah, so I grew up at a church out there in Rockwell Lake Point. Um, you know, did a great job teaching me what I need to know. And, and you know, I think even bigger than my uh, my church, you know, I just had a, a dad that was really um, committed to his faith. You know, he actually, we moved to Dallas so that he could go to seminary.
1: Your father has a master's in theology. Like, good luck arguing with him.
0: Yeah. So, you know, it was really cool growing up. I, you know, if I ever had a question or a doubt or something about my faith, there was really always an answer, and I think that uh, just built a strong um, faith in me, a strong foundation from when I was young, and uh, and just seeing them, you know, they were just prayerful people, really open about, um, you know, things like if we need to pray for something, and so I just remember always growing up and um, being very conscious and and sure that there was a a God, and um, and so, uh, you know, but, but, you know, that kind of turned into my own faith, probably around... I was like 17 or 18, I, I kind of realized, well, you know, if I believe this stuff, how is this going to you know, really play into my life? Because I think up to then I was just kind of following rules, but not not doing it because I, I, I believed in it and I,
1: you know, and I thought it's what I should be doing. But
0: it was kind of more like, well, my parents say this, you know. Yeah, yeah. So um, so around around that time it really um, became my faith, I think. And ever since then I've just been, um, you know, seeking to live you know in a, in a true sense of community, like um his word calls us to and and that's you know taking me all around you know I've been a part of some cool um church things when I lived in l a you know i was they were doing these home churches out of a church by uh, Francis Chan runs this, some churches and um and I don't know it's just been really cool the journey to where it's now now i'm at Dallas called watermark that i uh, just think, there's a a great job at um, making community a focus and authentic community, and right. um, just living it life high. Uh, so man. you,
1: you, uh, if I get this right, you were living off your parents' Jesus stuff for a whole lot of years, and then you had the Dave Crowder uh, experience, uh, <laughs> and, and right, you were at some Jesus camp. Dave Crowder band was rocking, and that kind of, you know, I mean, like, you know, we, look, anybody that's into tunes. Uh, you gotta understand we all get impacted I think I think even if you're not into hugely into music uh, that music is still synonymous with spiritual vibes
0: don't you think? Yeah yeah very much so and uh, and that was you know like you're mentioning Dave Crowder that was the first time I really like felt God in music, you know, and that was that was the main first time I really felt myself like worship and um, uh, you know, I grew up in church but it was just kind of a culture and I think I think that is what kind of just made it I don't know, that I just was following rules and I didn't really see people really living out their faith on a daily basis. Like I saw thousands of people gathered at this church, but I didn't see like Jesus alive in this community and people loving each other like you know, the the word says so I was just I don't know, it just kind of didn't all make sense, but I was like, you know what, well, I've, I've got to, I guess that can really, you know, just through that whole week, and not just the music, but through the time and the small group times and stuff, I just was like, wow, you know, this this stuff is life-changing, this, this is the way I want to live, and, uh, you know, just been chasing that ever since.
1: Okay, so, but you went from Atlantic to Word, right? I mean, you had the big, con- you're not still with Atlantic if you're with Word.
0: Yeah, well, they're kind of related. Oh. <laughs> they're they're sister companies really. So, um the way it worked, I'm still technically on Atlantic but I'm about to sign a deal with Word proper to make them the uh the main label. But um but Word worked my Christian single. Um uh, and the way it evolved really cool, you know. I got signed to Atlantic and um and you know, I really believed in um that God had called me into to that place, you know, I didn't feel called to be a, a worship leader or a, or even a Christian artist at the time. I just, you know, was writing about what was on my heart and, and uh, you know, at the time, a bunch of love songs. I, I noticed that I write a lot about um, whatever I, I'm really longing for at the time. And, and back then, I was, you know, getting ready to get married and just had all this romantic stuff in my my heart. So I wrote that. You know, we signed with Atlantic, and um, but as the year went on, you know. it, it I progressed, you know, personally and um, spiritually and on all fronts, you know. It kind of came to a point where, um, you know, I had really been wanting to, to just incorporate more God in my music. You know, i just been traveling so much and it was just like, man, this is kind of pointless. I'm going to keep doing this. And, you know, I just, it's too much work to just be... You know, singing these fun love songs every night—it was fun, but you know, I wanted more. And, yeah. Um, and around that same time, people had actually been calling up to the to the label and asking if they could stock my my CD. The Christian stores were calling and you know saying, "Hey, can we have Jason's music?" And, um, and you know, Atlantic hadn't even you know thought about that or lifted an eyebrow. And so and it was around that time that Word got involved, and they were like, "Hey, well, if we're going to put out a CD, why don't we go ahead and put out a single?" So I went and sat down, and wrote a couple more songs and that's where you are came from and you were playing earlier and um and so so yeah, so now we're uh, about not sign with work because they've really been a great job over the year, I've enjoyed working with them. But so it's still like, you know, we're still partners even with Atlantic Band, that if a song, you know, that we want to work on the mainstream we have that uh that capacity to do it. You know, hmm. but word's gonna take the driver's seat now and um kind of lead the efforts. That's kind of cool. You
1: know, I, I wrote down a question, and we'll finish with this, man, but uh, I, I, I have to re-kind of shape it because I don't like the way I wrote it. Basically, I was, I'll, I'll tell you how I kind of wrote it, and then I'll tell you how I'd really want to ask it, which is kind of a weird way to do this. But All right. it goes like this. Hey, when I, I went on into your website, and I don't see a lot of Jesus stuff on there. Is it, was that intentional? Is that like you don't want to brand yourself, you know, that because it's too dangerous, you know? Next thing you know, you're like you're like Creed for the rest of their lives, going, "No, we're not a Christian band," you know, like I <laughs> um, Yeah. And then and then now, you know, you're saying you're signing with Word, and and um, I don't know, I you know, I'm torn because the Jesus music scene needs needs uh, your kind of vibe but but the real music scene needs your kind of vibe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
0: Well, yeah, well let me tell you, you know, kind of my vision and and as far as the website, you know, I really right now we're, you know, in a transitional period and actually I don't uh, I don't really know how to log in to even update my shows. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so, you know, I'm I'm kind of I need to take a little more charge just with all my social media. And uh but but it is um you know, I I definitely want to play in both worlds, and I I don't see myself as a Christian artist or a, you know, just a contemporary Christian music artist, you know, I don't like to define the music in that sense, because really, you know, obviously I'm a Christian at the core of who I am, but when it comes to what I do, you know, I feel most that I am a songwriter and a singer, Mm. and, uh, you know, I think that embodies a lot of different things, you know, some of my songs may be spiritual, some of them may be on Christian radio, and uh, you know, and some of my songs may be just about, you know, all the other good things that God has given us in this world, whether it's relationships or, um, you know, everything. So I really want the, the freedom to be artistic and not, you know, I'm, I don't want to write strictly about um, God, you know, to just to yeah. just... I mean, it's my life, you know. It makes it sound like I'm not a Christian or something, but I, you know, there's no, no, no. It doesn't. You no, know, hold on, hold on, hold on. Impression.
1: It doesn't make you sound like you're not a Christian at all. It's the opposite. In 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 at least in my head. I mean, you just sound, you know. I mean, first of all, there's the impression, you know, the laid back Jason Castro, the you know, the giggly laid back guy, whatever. Yeah. Uh You know, it's like you should be on Wayne's World, right? <laughs> Uh, but you, that's the beauty of who you are is, you know, you're not, you're, you're like, uh, uh, uber postmodern. You just absolutely refuse to be defined by the categories that are out there and to be stuck in one camp or the other. You just are who you are. And, and, uh, and I think it, it, the, the, the good thing about that is it's authentic. That's awesome. The bad thing about that is, is that you fit in so many stupid camps. It's hard to fit you in.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, it's it's okay not to fit in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get so, it. I get it. I think what you said—that—that's the—that's the, that's the truth—is I just, you know, whatever I do, I just want it to be authentic. And and for me, it would not be authentic to to be an entertainer for Christians, you know. And that's just not my calling. Like that's—I know I totally, you know, have a lot of close friends that that's what they do, and they encourage the church, and they. You know, a lot of people gain a lot from the music, but that's that's not what, what God's put in my heart, you know, and I feel called to be an entertainer, to be a songwriter, and to be a light in the world. I, I feel like God has uh, way bigger things for me that he can He can use me and impact people for by, by being open and, you know, being on both sides, because really I came, you know, into the music world, you know, I was introduced on one of the biggest, you know, pop TV shows in America, so that really gives me a... Um, Gives me a lot of people's ears, you know, and yeah. I and I don't want to screw that Alienate up. a crowd by by saying, you know, I'm I'm only singing this music for Christians, and yeah. you all should be Christians or else. <laughs> and you know, because I don't think
1: why not? That's so that's so Dallas. That's so Texas.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I don't think you know. I, I think real spiritual conversations happen in real conversations, and not not over an interview. You know. Yeah. I, I
1: don't know. No, I get it. You've, you've made total, total sense, man. I really, and that's why I kind of dig, I keep saying your vibe. I'm trying to sound cool, and it's not working. But um, <laughs> hey, did you, have you ever hung out with uh, Danny Goki at all? He was on our show a little while ago, and I I just, I really like that guy as well. Yeah,
0: I've, I've met him a couple of times. We haven't hung out much, but um, really sweet guy. Yeah, I met him the year he was on there, and um, he's doing a lot of great stuff. I love him love hearing about what he's up to.
1: How about, how about that David Archuleta kid? Uh, he's got to be doing something. I mean, that kid, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he was probably one of my closest buddies on the show. <laughs> but uh, he's he's a great guy. Yeah. We catch up with him every now and then. and We go for jogs.
1: Go <laughs> oh, nice. Compete for the same stuff. Good, good. That's great. Well, listen, folks. If you want to check out Jason's story on IamSecond.com dot com, it's a great little video to play with. I don't know your church group or small group, or you just watch it yourself or pass it around to friends. He really sheds a bit of a story quite nicely. Performs a little bit there as well. IamSecond.com dot com, and of course you follow Jason's career. JasonCastroMusic.com dot com is where you want to go for that. Jason, uh, you've given us a lot of time, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot.
0: My pleasure, thank you Thanks for having
1: me It was great to chat with you, man Have a good gig tonight, okay? He's a good guy, Jason Castro Have a listen to his version of Hallelujah It is one of the most beautiful songs out there Jason Castro on the Drew Marshall Show
0: She tied you to a kitchen chair and she broke your throne and she cut your hair and from your lips she drew the hallelujah 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 hallelujah, hallelujah. hallelujah. hallelujah.
1: Like what you've heard? Listen again online at DrewMarshall.ca. Hey folks, I want to tell you about the Drew Marshall Show 1250 special. You ready for this? For 1250, that's right, only $12.50, we'll mention your organization's name, website, and a brief description. Did you catch that? During each show, we'll read out your organization's name, website, and a brief description for only $12.50. Now, obviously, there's no point in doing that only once during a four-hour show, so we'll read your advertisement four times per show for an entire month, and each time we do it, it'll only cost you twelve fifty. It's kind of like putting an advertisement up on every church bulletin in the GTA, except you don't have to get permission from that grumpy old lady at the front desk. Now look, because there are limited spots available for our 1250 special, why don't you call us right now, toll free on 877-JOY-1250. Sure, we're right in the middle of things here in the show, but if you call us right now, toll free on 877-JOY-1250, we'll take your name and number and call you back on Monday to sign up for the Drew Marshall Show 1250 special. This is nuts. Are you sure we want to do this? How am I supposed to make any money?